Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Frank Dolce coming up here momentarily. We're live today from Stonehaven Dental, their Lehigh location, 801-855-0555, 801-855-0555. Free laughing gas. Pretty sweet. I'll tell you, if I get another name wrong, I, I really could use some of that to take the edge off. <laughs> We're going to talk to Frank here. Uh, coming up in a second, we'll get his thoughts on, on the quarterback race, Gordon, and uh, I bet he I bet he agrees with you. Uh, Frank always agrees with you. Well, I mean, uh, he has uh, been in those situations before, and I think he probably can read it pretty well. Read it pretty well, meaning read it the way you're reading it. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> is, that, is that what you're alluding to? Well, kind of, yeah. Yeah, well, Frank's not going to come out and state the obvious that the decision has already been made. That's the obvious? Uh, absolutely the obvious. No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I love you. This is one of the many reasons that I love Mike Leach. Uh, there are many things not to like about Mike Leach, too, but the fact that he would be so frank with a player, uh, Gordon, as he was with Gardner <laughs> Minshew, where he said, you can go be the third string at Alabama or come here and lead the, the country in passing is is pretty is pretty amazing that he would actually be honest with a player he's he's talking to as opposed to oh you can come here and and really compete <laughs> okay all right <laughs> well, let's jump out at the T-Mobile special guest line T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around visit tmobile.com for online services and local store availability. He's a former Ute quarterback, longtime Ute analyst, our insider here on the Zone Radio Network. He's our friend Frank Dolce. What's going on, Frank? Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Hope everyone's doing well. So, Jake, spell out for Frank what you're saying. Um, okay. Yeah, why so don't the, you the, do that? The, well, you're going to agree with Gordon. It's all right. I, I already laid that out there. But here, here's, before uh, you before you say anything, I agree with Gordon. I, I know, I know, and that's okay. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that's that's fine. You you both can be uh, have your head in the sand. Um, I'm kidding. That was harsh. Uh, so Jake Bentley, uh, do you, are you buying the fact that this is a three quarterback race, or do you think Jake yes. Bentley came to Utah yeah. for a reason, and that reason is to play? Uh, well, I, I think that, uh, I I mean, I think Utah's trying to make it a a three quarterback race, but it, I just, I just don't think it's going to end up as a three quarterback race. Uh, and, and nothing against the guy that, I mean, is, is probably number three at this point, unless, you know, it wouldn't be beyond the realm for him to make these, you know, significant strides and be super impressive um, throughout the rest of camp and, and maybe, you know, give himself a chance. But I just don't know that it really is a three-man 
race. And it's getting pretty late to be a three-man race, I think. So this is what I've been saying, Frank. I've been saying that, yeah, okay, Jake Bentley came in with the intention to play, but that Andy Ludwig didn't say to him or didn't contact him initially and say, hey, Jake, I need a quarterback. Get on out here. And that seems to be what Of course he did. What Jake of course, is, that's is exactly saying. what he did. And no, no. I, I mean, I, I'm saying he may have said, hey, come on out. Uh, we, we, we lost our starter. But I don't think it, there was a wink-wink deal. I think there is a real competition going on here for quarterback. Yeah. And Jake just will not believe that. I think there's a real competition for quarterback. I, I'm guessing that the conversation with Andy Ludwig and any of those guys was probably, hey, you know, if you're here, if you're here already, or if you're transferring here from another university, we have an open spot, and I'll give you guys every opportunity to prove yourselves and to win the starting job, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that's I'm pretty sure that's what what a conversation would sound like. Uh, I all of those guys, mostly Coach Whittingham, has enough experience in this game to never put yourself in a situation where you promise something that you just can't live up to to any of these to any of these guys, especially in today's age i mean it just would you know you'd get blown up for for doing something like that with all the you know social media and everything else that's going on so i i believe that there's a real quarterback competition happening right now i think it's more of a two-man than a three-man race all right frank this is this is the last question from me on the topic and then we can move on unless unless gordon wants to follow up but but let, let me put you in the position of jake benley you've started 33 games in the sec at uh, a mighty south carolina and your old yeah. buddy who recruited you to vandy andy ludwig calls up and uh, calls you up and and says uh, frank i uh, want you to to come in and compete for a quarterback position and you respond to uh-huh. Andy. You say, "Okay, I see you lost a senior. How good's your uh, your young guy that's already there?" And Andy Ludwig says to you, Frank, "Oh man, he is awesome. He is so good. He's going to be really, really difficult to to beat out." Your response would be, "My, if I'm Bentley, what would my yeah. response be?" Uh huh. If if Andy Ludwig said, "Oh man, this Cam Rising is legit, bound for the NFL. You're going to have a tough time beating him out." What would what would you do? Go somewhere uh, else, might, right? You'd go somewhere else. I, I might say, uh, well, let me. You know, I've been a I've been a starter here, put, done some pretty good things. I believe in myself. I believe I'm going to be a starter somewhere else, and I'm I'm probably going to explore those opportunities. <laughs> Thank but you. Andy, that's, let's, that's, that's all never, I but, needed. Oh, well, hold on here. Let, let me add there too. There's no way yes. that Andy Ludwig would frame it that way, right? He I don't would think say, he would frame he it that way it, either. He would say it the way you said it, Frank, and and that that would be fair enough. Yeah, I I would I would have a hard time believing that Andy Ludwig would call would call Bentley and say, "Hey, come here. You're not going to beat out the kid who's here." That seems like insane, but. I think he would say, hey, come here, and I'll give you every opportunity to beat out the kid that here, who's here. And, by the way, 
here's where I think this kid is really good. He does this well. He does this well. He does this well. Here's where I think he can improve. He could probably improve this or he could improve that or whatever. And then let, let Bentley make his own decision, not, not trying to sway him one way or the other. I mean, Coach Ludwig wants depth at the quarterback position. We, we've seen, you know, every single year for how many years, Utah hasn't made it through a season with one quarterback. So, absolutely, he wants depth, and he wants the best depth available. So, I, I, would, just, I would just guess that Coach Ludwig um, wanted Bentley to come here, may have framed it in a way that would – would make like, hey, here's the offense that we run. Here's where we're going. Here's what we're going to do. This is where you fit. Um, but I, I would guess that he also made it sound like hey, you. Well, I'll give you an opportunity. I'll give you every opportunity, and um, there's a nice possibility that you'll end up starting or something like that. I mean, I just couldn't imagine him being one way or the other. Super positive like you're you're going to step in and be the starter or super negative like there's no way you're going to start here he, he would have to be much more down the middle my whole point was bentley would ask how good cam rising is that'd be the first question out of his mouth it would be mine for sure and so for sure. i mean where else if, where else was where else was bentley looking and and didn't he ask that wouldn't he ask that question to every other right. it, unless bentley only had this one university on it. I mean, he was only going to transfer to Utah, which may, who knows, which may be the case. I mean, but if he, if, if Florida state contacted him, he would have the same question or if Ohio state for that matter, contacting him, he would have the same question. And then based on those three different answers, he'd made his decision. Yeah. Uh, Frank Dolce is uh, is with us here on ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone. Okay, you guys can you can twist the language and live in your own fantasy land all you want, but but a quarterback is not transferring from South Carolina to Salt Lake City of all places to hope that the guy in front of him gets hurt. That's not happening. He's coming in to play, and, and so, he's not he, coming yeah, to play unless but he's, he's he's coming in because he was promised the opportunity. Okay, you can you can throw opportunity in front of promise if it makes you feel better, but no. But see, see, here's the thing, Frank. The way Jake says it, it sounds like the recruiting ended right there. You know, it's yeah. just like, and the decision was made, right? So, in other words, the decision was made the second that Andy Ludwig talked to Jake Bentley as to who's going yeah, to be that's... the starter. That that I, I that is what Jake's saying. And by the way, Jake, I'm not. I don't. I don't mean to pick on you. I'm not trying to pick on you, but I would. I will say that I, I would think it would be it, it would be in, enormously out of character for Coach Ludwig to put himself in that position. Now, I, I mean, he was. You know, it's the SEC, and Coach Ludwig coached in the SEC, and and probably had access to to Bentley and and to to you know lots of other things films and and coaches who knew a lot about him and and so that may have helped the way he recruited Bentley but I I just would have a really hard time believing that anyone was promised 
anything outside of an opportunity. Frank Dolce with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, let's, we, we can move on. Uh, sorry to dwell. Um, reports or, or uh, word out of the first scrimmage on Saturday, Frank, is that the offense looks really good and is ahead of the defense. Is uh, that something uh, you're hearing as well? You know, I, I did hear that, and which is, which is uh, really surprising. That, that is a report that never comes out of Utah camp. And, and it's rare to come out a lot to different camps because it's, it's a little more difficult um, for the offense to catch up. Usually install on the defensive side, especially because the defensive philosophy has been around for so long and, and Utah seems to reload in those position groups. It just feels like um, we always hear that, that Utah defensively is head a, a, ahead of the offense. So it's a little surprising uh, that that, and I don't, I, to be honest, I don't know how I feel about that. I always have this sense of calm and confidence that, uh, okay, Utah is going to always bring a defense. That always seems to be, you know, no matter the season, no matter who transfers, who leaves, who graduates, incoming, you know, talent. I'm, I always feel like, well, you, you know, Utah is going to bring a defense. And especially in the first part of the season, that's going to be, significantly useful so um to hear that that uh the offense may be ahead um and and maybe the defense is struggling to catch up i don't know exactly how i feel about that maybe good about the offense and you know hopeful for the defense although i I, like i said i always have a lot of confidence in where that defense will be so with uh, over half of Utah's defense from last year playing in the NFL, uh, what, uh, how difficult will it be to replicate what has been done in past years? Yeah, it, it's, I don't expect this to be, you know, I don't expect that we'll go through 2020 and at the end of it we'll say that was one of the best Utah defenses we've ever seen take the field. It, you know, could happen, but I just – you know, especially at this level, well, every level, but the, the talent, um, there's a couple things, the talent that you have available um, and, and the experience of that talent. So t- take a guy like, take a guy like uh, Cody Barton, who graduated a few, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, going through his freshman year where he played a little bit and a little bit more sophomore year and, I mean, there were t- there were times even through his junior and into his senior year that you just you know um, you thought, well, he's he's pretty good and he's talented and and all of a sudden something seemed to click and he got it and then all of the talent and experience came together and he was like you know a, a real dominant force on the defensive side. So th- that's what I think about this Utah defense that they that is coming in now is like there's. There's plenty of talent available. Maybe not all of the experience that they that they that that makes it a dominant sort of defense. So I think they'll be good. Uh, they'll certainly be well coached, probably in the right position. And but there are just some things you can't coach. It's just the experience of the best teacher. So over time, this could develop into a great Utah defense. But with all of the talent that left, I think they'll be good. Uh, maybe even better than good, um, but I I don't have enormous expectations out of the Utah defense right now. Frank, last thing from me: um, 
As I think you know, we have Football Fridays on uh, on Friday with Coach Mack where he jumps on the show for a, for a couple of hours. Um, do mm-hmm. you have any uh, entertaining Coach Mack stories we might be able to uh, hear from <laughs> you and replay for him on Friday? I I have uh, I have many I I have many different uh, Coach Mack stories. There's lots of different Coach Mack stories, and they're all they're all super entertaining. Um, and you know some, <laughs> some of them some of them uh, at the time especially were were um, frustrating, <laughs> and most of them were entertaining. But I don't know. I I I I don't know if I want to do anything that is going to uh, be viewed as as causing any sort of harm to Coach Mac or 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 used as, as something to to make make fun of or anything like that. So um, I, I will I will tell you about Coach McBride is. Of all of the coaches, and I had a lot. I had a lot of different coaches and a lot of different sports and everything else. And um, there was there was not a guy, there was nobody that I ever really played for, who could, at the time of their career, relate to the players on the on the level that he related to the players, uh, which was significant because you're talking about kids from all different walks of life. And he could walk into anybody's kitchen and be at home. And I think that is a unique trait and talent of Ron McBride. And not only that, a lot of kids leave campus and they, they move on with their lives. And, you know, they become a distant memory for, for the coach and for the program and, and all of that. Uh, but if you ever talk to coach McBride, it, he has this extraordinary ability. He may forget the names a little bit nowadays, but he has this extraordinary ability to remember not only kids, but the events surrounding those, those kids. And he certainly has his favorites, just like everybody. But I think, I, I think you would be amazed and probably are amazed at his ability to recall all of the experiences he had with his players. And, and we're talking about not thousands or tens of thousands. We're probably talking about millions of experiences that, uh, that he's enjoyed with, with all of his teams. Well, he, uh, he remembered your name and he spoke highly of you, Frank. Well, I, I certainly, I mean, that makes, that kind of warms my heart. He, he is a, very unique um, individual coach and friend. And um, I mean, we had, we certainly bumped heads over the, over the years during playing times and afterwards. And I think we've kind of settled into this really nice relationship. And I just appreciate, you know, probably mostly my fault as time goes by, then you look back at the, at, you know, the dumb things you did as a kid and, and um, you know, I just appreciate all that he did for me and what he continues to do for me and for, for the community. Well, thank you, as always, for jumping on, Frank. We really appreciate it, even though, uh, you know, we don't always see eye to eye. Hey, yeah, Jake, listen, it's, you know, it's part. I wish that we could, we could figure this out nationally. Like, you and I don't, dis, you and I don't agree on soccer. I like soccer. You hate soccer. 
and and but but we can we can be friendly like you and I can still be friends and we can have lots of other things in common so I don't you wish that we could figure that out on on a national scale like we don't always have to agree but you know let's all figure out that we're kind of moving on the same same path forward here and by the way Jake um, if another if another if a competing radio station called you in another market and said we have a you're the number one chair in our best time slot or they said we're going to give you an opportunity to compete for the best time slot what would you do do you offer me the job or i'm i'm hanging out in my current position which i love very much okay well well, all all we're giving you is an opportunity yeah he's 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 not going anywhere unless it's uh Lock, stock, and barrel, and a million dollars for. Oh, at least, yeah. at least, a, at least a mil. You know, Frank bought me ice cream once. I like ice cream. We're we're of like mind on that. Oh man, that was good too. Ah, yeah. that was. We'll have to do that again. Sign me up, buddy. I thought it was delicious. Yeah. Thanks, Frank. I'm in. Hey, it's great to talk to you guys. Talk to you soon. See you, buddy. All right, there you go. That's our friend Frank Dolce, the former U quarterback, our U insider, jumping on with us here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are live today, Stonehaven Dental, their location in Lehigh, 945 West, 500 North. Uh, you can call them, 801-855-0555. And Lindsay jumps on with us once again. Now, just, it's Lindsay, right? It okay. is. Yep, right. you got it. <laughs> Messed up on that a couple of times today. Uh, We've been trading places, so it's not your fault. uh, I appreciate it, and I appreciate you having us out here, really. You guys have a a great group. It seems like a really fun place to work. Thank you, yeah. Uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy working here. I've been here three years. Wow, awesome. And uh, we have a lot to offer. The new patient exam and x-rays is a great deal to uh, take advantage of And if you're a new patient. So... So uh, free exam, free x-rays for the new patient, and then uh, and then proceed from there, right? Yep, yep. And then we also offer nitrous for patients. So if you are nervous about be- being at the dentist, we offer that too. And I personally like it. It's great. I get it for all my cleanings too. It, so. uh, it relaxes you a little bit. makes it a little bit yeah. more of a, of a comfortable a experience. Easier. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. All right, 801-855-0555. Uh, call and, and schedule here, of course, at the, the Great Lehigh location, but there are locations all up and down uh, the Wasatch front so make sure and take advantage of it thank you Lindsay. thank you all right more big show coming up straight ahead stay tuned 97.5 and 1280 the zone Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from Stonehaven Dental here in Lehigh. Also, American Fork, by the way. We're right on the edge, so there was there was controversy during the break. But either one works. Stonehaven Dental, the Lehigh location. Uh, you can also punch it in uh, American Fork uh, as well. But give them a call. Find out what they can do for you. 801-855-0555. We're right here in the Costco parking lot if that makes things any easier. 801-855-0555. Two uh, real quick things. We've got Not Sports Port coming up next. Uh, But, Gordon, we've got a football game going on right now, NFL game going on right now. The Chiefs up on the Bills, 13-10. That's a heck of a matchup. Yes, it is, and I would expect that to be a good game. 
no doubt about it. Chiefs bouncing back from uh, a setback, and I imagine that they are fairly motivated to get it right this time against a good club. They were exposed by my Raiders, Gordon. Remember, we <laughs> had that uh, we had that conversation. Hope the Chiefs lose every game, just despite you. Uh, so, okay, whatever you say. Just because I, they were my pick to win it all, and Patrick Mahomes is my pick to be MVP, and I don't think I'm far and, afield. Yeah, on that. and your your prediction for Coach of the Year? Uh, did we do that? I think so. It was probably Randy Reed then. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, one <laughs> other thing uh, to mention, Gordon, and this is this is really fun. Um, we remember that uh, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods event. What 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 month was that? June? Back in June, mm. May? Something like that. All I know, it was raining. Uh, Phil is putting together another high-profile charity golf match, Gordon. Uh, Tiger not going to be involved this time, but uh, Phil will partner with. Charles Barkley oh, and yeah, uh, will face that. off against Steph, uh, Steph Curry and Peyton Manning. And we saw that yes. Peyton is a pretty good golfer. Steph Curry is a really good golfer and Charles Barkley is terrible. So this is, <laughs> this is really going to be fascinating actually. So is it essentially Phil against the other two? Essentially Phil against the other two and Peyton it, it holds his own. Right. But I mean, Steph is really good. In fact, didn't he compete in a, what are they calling that tour now? Web.com tour? Didn't he compete in an event? Oh, did he? Sounds familiar. I think he did. Or he might have been a, a an exemption for a PGA uh, tournament. I'll have to uh, I'll have to Google it. But he's a he's well, a really good golfer. So here's the question then: How often is Phil going to have to use Charles's shots? I don't know. It'd be really interesting to see the rules. Um, because you wouldn't think they'd use them at all, right? What were the rules in the last one? They did, they did that alternating for a little while? They had to use, yeah, they had to use certain drives. My, my question is, will they get the pay-per-view situation worked out better this time? Because remember, last time it ended up being free for everybody. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Which ended up being really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, that was yeah. it was that wasn't last time, Austin. That was oh, the that Tiger, was the previous one. Yeah, that was yeah, the yeah. Tiger v. Phil. The one with Peyton and and Brady was on national TV. I can't remember which. Yeah, which I mean, that's it was. right. It was on that's like right. NBC or something. That's right. I got them yeah. mixed together. That's right. So, what did you think? First of all, two questions. Do you like it when these guys are mic'd up and you can get a sense for who they are, what their personality is like, you know, all that? And two. Does Phil Mickelson overanalyze everything? No, I I love it. I think it's great. I thought the, I thought the the Peyton Tom Brady thing was incredibly entertaining. Thanks to Peyton. Yeah, Peyton uh, Peyton was funny, and I don't even like Peyton, but he he's got personality. Tom was pretty serious. Yeah, it was like Abbott and Costello if one of them was paint drying. Well, yeah, didn't Tom play like crap too? Aren't I remembering yes. that right? He, he hit a very it. nice shot on that one hole, though. Remember that? He, did he hold it out? I can't he remember. Did, he did. He hit yeah. it in, yeah. But other so, than that, he looked like he was playing with the wrong hand. Tom was the is the kind of golfer that we all have golfed with that even though he's – and Tom's probably a better golfer than he showed, and I think we would all be a little nervous – but 
he took himself very seriously. And we've all golfed with that guy, right, who thinks he's playing in the U.S. Open when you're just down at the Muni down the street. Yeah. Yep. I think we've all seen that. Uh, we've all seen that golfer. I told you. I told you about my experience when uh, when uh, Naz and I went to uh, uh, Napa Valley. We played a, a round of golf over there, and mm-hmm. uh, we got paired up with uh, a couple of uh, dudes. And one guy who seemed like he was playing well to me uh, was just ranting and raving after basically every swing. And 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 the the guy was actually a, a a nice guy. He was trying to tone it down because he was playing with because he was playing with strangers. But about hole sixteen, Gordon, I uh, I'm standing uh, just off the green, down below a little bit, and he's in the bunker, and I see the sand fly up, right, but the ball not come out. And so at that point, I heard a loud curse word. Then I proceeded to watch the man break his uh, sand wedge over his knee. Get into the cart and leave. Just up and left. Just broke his club, threw it, got into the cart, and bounced. Wow. <laughs> That's dedication to a it tantrum. Was, it was really something. If you're doing that, then you shouldn't be playing golf. Because <laughs> if you're not having fun when you're playing golf, and you're not that good to begin with, then something's wrong with that. Somewhere along was... the way, Somewhere along the way, you hit a good shot. And then you think every shot you should hit from that point on should be just like it. I, I'm telling you, this guy was not even having a bad round by my standards. I, I, I mean, I don't know if he's like a scratch golfer, but I'd say he was in this probably in the high 70s, low 80s. Like that's where mm-hmm. he was headed. He by was try, my, trying uh, to earn his estimate. tour card right there with you. I, and I, I, yeah, <laughs> I didn't. It was like, dude, you're you're playing fine. What's the matter with you? But yeah, then broke was his he try, Was he trying to impress you? No, 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 no. In fact, he was, uh, he was, um, you could tell he was embarrassed a little bit by his behavior because he, you know, like the, the, the cursing under his breath or like the loud cursing and then realizing, oh yeah, I'm with, I'm with other people where he kind of goes, oh, sorry about that. (laughs) It was really funny. It was really something. Jake, I I thought Tom Brady didn't play so well in that uh, fun little celebrity thing because he couldn't cheat. Honestly, I thought that was a oh, problem I, for him. I think uh, it's extremely go. likely. If the if the cameras weren't out, man, Tom would have been in the seventies for yeah, sure. And you can't really deflate a golf ball. All right. Here we Tom go. Brady is definitely the dude who's improving his life when <laughs> yes. no one's looking. That's happening. <laughs> That's happening for sure. When he's down in a ravine, he throws the ball onto the green. Guys, Tom it. Tom plays a completely it. other fairway. Didn't you, know, you hit a so white off. ball off the tee? <laughs> this one's yellow. Tom gets back after the green and says, uh, mark, a, mark a four there. <laughs> Tom, Tom, I haven't, I haven't seen you in 20 minutes, bro. You've been off hacking around in the, in the forest. You have mud up you to your knees four? here. Yeah. You got brush sticking out of your hat. <laughs> Claiming you got a par. <laughs> Just stop, guys. Just stop. I did not, I did not see any hints. That Tom Brady was a cheater that day. He couldn't because he was. You couldn't. He was on national TV the whole time. Otherwise, he would have. Yes. Oh, yes. One hundred percent. All right. We hey, all- we, there are rule followers and rule breakers, Gordon. <laughs> and when nobody's looking on the golf course, I'll tell you what that rule breaker is doing. Improving his lie. That's what he's doing. <laughs>
We, we did. We didn't mention the the biggest NFL game though that happened yesterday. McManus spot kick on the way and it is good. His fifth field goal of the game. That from 20 and with 3:32 left in the third quarter, that extends the Broncos' lead in New England to 15 to three. They're going to win this game on the strength of six Brandon McManus field goals. <laughs> what was I the point it. of that? I we weren't even talking. We, we were, were talking about golf. No, we started the segment talking NFL. You went over the big NFL topics, but you missed the the record-setting day that McManus had as your Broncos fell to the Patriots. No, the the Patriots fell to the Broncos. <laughs> oh, that's sorry. I, but yeah, but yeah. again, that we were talking about golf. <laughs> That had nothing to do with anything. Yes, it did. I the whole segment was in I, I thought it was well played. Thank you. Yeah. Well, so. now, of course Who's producing did. this thing? That had zero to do with anything. <laughs> Timely drop off. So get your uh, incriminating audio suggestions in for Jake, who is one, and, one of four this year in the NFL Survivor Pool. <laughs> <laughs> nobody can, nobody can Six pick a loser like Six field goals, Gordon. Six, they didn't even yeah. get a touchdown. <laughs> Six field goals. Yeah. Uh, Patriots. What sorry, uh, if, if Jake makes a pick on an NFL game, go directly to Windover or <laughs> Vegas, wherever you got to go, and put all your money on the other team. Uh, you, you done? My nipple piercings were worth it just to watch that yesterday. <laughs> Are we done? Have we had enough? Oh, so no. excited the Not Sports Port is next. That's great. <laughs> Uh, we're going to let you hear from Witt and Kalani coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. We're live here at Stonehaven Dental. Uh, give them a call. Their location here in Lehigh on the, the border between Lehigh and American Fork in the Costco parking lot. 801-855-0555 is the number to call. Not sports next. 97.5 and 1280 to zone. We're going to win this game on the strength of six Brandon McManus field goals. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. It is time to get a winner for the Chevy Strong Play of the Game to Color 12 right now, 855-340-ZONE. And correctly identify the Chevy Strong Play of the Game announced by DJ and PK this morning at 8.50, and you'll win a Zone prize pack. It's the Chevy Strong Play of the Game brought to you by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers right here on the Zone Sports Network. Time for the Not Sports Board brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Okay, I got two stories today. Uh, One of them is from Florida, and the other one is from Nevada. Let me go with the Nevada one first. A fellow by the name of Oliver Webb broke uh, a new uh production car speed record he was driving a 1.1 million dollar hyper car let's see what kind of car was it it was a uh, a shelby supercar ssc how do you pronounce this i don't even know t-u-a-t-a-r-a how would you pronounce that austin t-u-a-t-a-r-a T-U-A-T-A-R-A to Atara, yeah. Something like that. Anyway, he was on a road between Vegas and Pahrumpf. Pahrumpf? How do you say that? Pahrumpf. 
He was going 30, 316 miles per hour. And his fastest run was 331 miles. I only have one Porsche. (laughs) (laughs) Only one? Uh, He broke broke a couple of uh, records. Uh, one of them was by uh, uh, had been set by a Bugatti Chiron at uh, 304 miles an hour. That is some speed, man. Can you imagine driving a car that fast? Uh, yeah, Jake, I can imagine. I know you can't. <laughs> All right, and then I have this really dumb story. I actually turned out to be tragic. Um, oh boy! But. I, <laughs> A, a brother was sitting in a car in Gulfport, Florida, and uh, he was uh, in the car with his other brother, the two brothers, and one of the brothers pulled out a gun, and uh, they were talking and joking, and so the other brother pulled out a gun, and these brothers are identical twins. That's it? That's the end of the story? Why would anybody possibly care about this? Unfortunately, one of the brothers pulled a trigger and uh, killed his brother. And he was asked why, you know, what happened. And he said uh, that he he wasn't acting in self-defense. He just, his training took over. And he didn't know why it did, but he, he did. So an identical brother, uh, twin, shot his identical twin. And he didn't really even, I don't think he really meant to. He just said his training took over. I think that is tragic, but extraordinary. How often do you hear that? I mean, that's like looking at yourself in the mirror, you know? This, we've, had some, we've had some bad stories on the Not Sports Report. And this is, <laughs> we're at a new low. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I really don't. Gordon? Bad timing on the drop by my, on my part. Didn't think I'd hear that story happen ever. Good grief. Can we terrible. have a filter on the Not Sports Report decisions? It, it, oh. it, it doesn't have to be a death story. <laughs> There's no doesn't. requirement. That's not a requirement. Especially identical. familial murder. Identical twins? This is supposed to be about pop culture, movies, music, funny jokes, not death dedications. This <laughs> is just a dreadful story. I'm with Austin. You, you don't have a requirement to, to bring up that story. I thought it was rather unusual. Isn't that the definition of news? Maybe. But, but, but not the not sports report. Um, thousands of other unusual newsworthy things that are happening. The only requirement there, is the, the not in the name of the segment. Not sports report. Could have done almost anything, really. Nothing? Oh, man. I am, uh, I'm sorry. Okay, that's a start. I'll do, I'll do better. A record that isn't a up-tempo record every time I do a GIF dedication. <laughs> Thank you, Austin.
You know, I could I could have done another Florida story about a bunch of flying squirrel smugglers, but I it would have been way better, way better. <laughs> like so literally, you better. could have done a story about toothpaste caps. It would have been boring, but it wouldn't have been about death. Uh, you could have done a story about Oklahoma tax policy, and it would have been better than than that. Well, how how Sherwin Williams has a new line of paint colors, <laughs> literally shoelaces, anything. Anything else? Any, anything? All right. Identical twins. One of them shot the other dead. Back to you, Jake. What do you think about that? <laughs> what are we? That supposed was really to a productive do? segment, wasn't it? No. Uh, we're live from right, Stonehaven right. Here, Dental. Here's the deal. I I will commit. To being more upbeat moving forward with the not sports support. I just, I just thought, I. I it I won't be thought... hard. We could, we could play the the funeral march on repeat, and it'd be more upbeat than that story. <laughs> yeah, just fill Thanks the to Larry with H. Miller Used Car Supermarket. Here's the <laughs> not sports death report. You don't think it's odd? That an identical a, a twin brother would kill the other twin when they both and what one drew a gun on the other and the other drew a gun and so they both had guns yeah, yeah. drawn. It is weird. It's odd. Text yeah. it to somebody. Yeah. Right. Don't report it. Say yeah. I'm with Austin. Text it. It'd be like, hey, Lisa, look at this story I saw. Isn't this odd? Tweet it. Anything else? Well, We're live I in. Uh, I could have gone into the whole thing that on this day in 1982, John DeLorean was arrested with a bunch of cocaine. That's that's better. I, I could have gone to the Zoom meeting incident <laughs> no we're not doing that all right live from stonehaven dental here in lehigh also american fork uh, Lindsay's jumping on with us once again we were talking about that controversy we're like right on the border oh of lehigh right, and american fork yeah. yeah so we had a fire at our lehigh location earlier this year and uh, it was, uh so we've been out of that building for a little while but That's we'll be crazy. back in that eventually but we are just across the street in the costco parking lot for the meantime uh still here to serve our patients that we love all right, so the number to call for this specific location, 801-855-0555. Um, but also, there's Stonehaven Dentals all up and down the Wasatch Front. There's one close to you, but you're doing something great for new patients right now. We are. We're offering the free exam and free x-ray for our new patients um, for their first visit. So come on down, and uh, we'd be happy to get you scheduled. We uh, can get you in same day. So if you call us, I'm sure we can fit you on the schedule for first thing tomorrow. See, that's so cool because I would have it in my mind like, oh, if I call today, they'll get me in six months. You guys can. you can. Oh, yeah, uh, right away. Yep. So cool. We make it work. We'd love to see you. All right. 801-855-0555. Take advantage of it. 801-855-0555. Thank you very much, Lindsay. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for helping us uh, change the subject. Of uh, course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Coming up next, we'll let you hear from Coach Witt. And Kalani Sitake as well as we talk a little college football, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.